Hare Krishna, I welcome all to everyday chant Hari Nam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Harvadik Das Prabhu from Mayapur, India to enlighten us on verse 1, chapter 19 of Canto 5. Prajbuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Please take over the call, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Okay, please accept my obeisances, Mataji. Jai Srila Prabhupada. So then we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 19, Text 1. <coughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naramchaiva Narutamam. Devim Sarasitim Vyasam Tatojayam Udhirayat. Nashta Presha Badeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki Krishna Swadamo Bhagavati Dharma Jnana Divisaha Kalonashtarishamesha Puranako Dunodita So there's no meter to this shloka. We'll read the first two shlokas, so I'll stumble through the best I can. Read the translation of Prabhupada's purport to text 2. Kim Purushe Varshe Bhagavantam Adipurusham Lakshman Lakshmana Gajam Sita Biramam Ramam Tachcharana Sanikarsha Birata Parama Bhagavato Hanuman Saha Kim Purushar Abirata Bhakti Upasate Upaste. I'll just read the translation for this one. Srila <coughs> Shukadev Goswami said, My dear King, in Kim Purusha Varsha, the great devotee Hanuman is always engaged with the inhabitants of that land in devotional service to Lord Ramachandra, the elder brother of Lakshmana and dear husband of Sita Devi. Text 2. Arishtasena Sahagandharvar Anugiyamanam Paramakalyanam Vatri Bhagavatkatam Samupashranoti Swayam Chedam Gayati Arishtanena, Arishtisenena, the chief personality of King Purusha Varsha Saha, along, along with Gandharvai, by a company of Gandharvas, Anugiyamanam, being chanted, Paramakalyanam, most auspicious, Bhartri Bhagavad Katam, the glories of his master, who is also the supreme personality of Godhead. Samupashanoti, he hears with great attention, Swayam Cha, and personally, Idam, this Gayati chants. <coughs> A host of Gandharvas is always engaged in chanting the glories of Lord, Lord Ramachandra. That chanting is always extremely auspicious, along with Arishtasena, the chief person of Kimpurusha Varsha. Hanumanji constantly hears those glories with complete attention. Anuman chants the following mantras. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. In the Puranas, there are two different opinions concerning Lord Ramachandra. In the Vlagu Bhagavatamrita, chapter 5, verses 34 through 36, this is confirmed in the description of the incarnation of Manu. Vasudevadi Rupanam Avatara Prakirtita Vishnu Dharmuttare Rama Lakshmanadya Kramadami Padme tu Rama Bhagavan Narayana Itirita Sheshas Chakram Chasankas Chankascha Kramatsur Lakshmanadaya 
Ibishnadharmotara describes Lord Ramchandra and his brothers Lakshman, Bharat and Shatrugna are incarnations of Vasudev, Sankarshan Padumna and Aniruddha, respectively. The Padma Purana, however, says that Lord Ramchandra is an incarnation of Narayan and that the three other, other three brothers are incarnations of Shesha, Chakra and Shankara. Therefore, Srila Baladeva Vidyabhushan has concluded, Tad idam kalpa vedaiva sambhavyam. In other words, these opinions are not contradictory. In some millenniums, Lord Ramchandra and his brothers appear as incarnations of Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Padumna, and Aniruddha. And in other millenniums, they appear as incarnations of Narayan, Shesha, Chakra, and Shankar. The residence of Lord Ramchandra on this planet is Ayodhya. Ayodhya city is still existing in the district of Faizabad, which is situated on the northern side of Uttar Pradesh. Namah Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shanyavadi Paschachade Shatarine Mande Nantad Bhutashrayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nichopi Yat Prasadatsyad Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Nityananda Mahamnomi Sarvananda Karamparam Harinam Apadam Devam Mabaduta Sharominim Nityananda Mahamnomi Sarvananda Karamparam Harinam Apadam Devam Mabaduta Sharominim Vande mm. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Godo Daye Pushpavanto Chitro Sando Tamonudo Nivasaya Nivasaya Nityaya Paramatmane Malabhadra Subhadra Brahm Jagannathaya Te Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhaktivinna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Vanchako Patrubhyascha, Kripa Sindhu Gevacha Patitanam Pavini Bhyo Vishnabhyo Namo Namaha, Vindaye Tulsidibhaye Priyaya Keshavasya Krishna Bhakti Padidevi, Satyavachai Namo Namaha. So I looked it up, I happened to have a copy of this uh, Lagu Bhagavatamrita. It's interesting point. It's full of interesting, uh, in-depth explanations of the different avatars of the Lord. So Prabhupada is writing the purport that there is no contradiction. The Lord appears repeatedly in different incarnations. Yada yada Bhagavad Gita says yada yada Dharmasya Vanya Bhavati Bharata Abhutana Madamya Tadatmanam Sarjamya Sarjamyaham Paritranaya Sadhunam Vinashaya Chadrishkatam Dharma Sunstapanartaya Sambhavami Yuge Yuge. Sambhavami, he's appearing millennium after millennium. So the details may be different, but the purpose is the same. He comes to Dharma Sunstapana to establish the principles of Dharma and to, uh, re-est- to reestablish the principles of Dharma when they become uh, de- deteriorated and to uh, enliven the devotees, paditranaya sadhunam, to protect the devotees, to enliven them. Some people say, why should the Lord bother himself to come to this world just to kill a bunch of demons? 
<laughs> that can be accomplished. He can lift his eyebrow and kill all the demons. So his real purpose of coming to the material world is to benefit the devotees, to exhibit to the devotees the beauty of his leela, the beauty of his love, of his compassion, of his power, of his attractiveness. Krishna means all attractive. So Krishna, Rama, Nishinga, all the avatars come to attract us to him. Srila Prabhupada gave you an example, something like travel agency. If you see in New York City, where you see nothing but black and concrete, you look in the window of a travel agency and there's a picture of Hawaii, of palm trees, coconut trees, and white sand, and blue water, fruits, and lying in the sand, and hula girls, and come to Hawaii. So people think, yeah, this looks so nice, let us go. So something like that, crude example, but Krishna comes here to attract us, to show us what is going on in the spiritual world, a replica. When he comes here, his dhamma also comes. Vrindavan dham, Ayodhya dham, Mayapur dham, Vrindavan dham, Mathura dham. He comes to show what is going on there, to give us, to give us a glimpse of the beauty and attractive nature of his pastimes. So regardless of how he comes, his purpose is the same. And Hanuman, is explained here in Kim Purusha Varsha, is constantly hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord. And the Gandharvas are also constantly glorifying and chanting the Lord. Now why would they do that? Hanuman's already a pure devotee. He's 100% surrendered. He's Ramadut. He's 100% surrendered unto Rama. Um, and there are many beautiful stories. <laughs> he saw Sita wearing kumkum, uh, this bindi. He said, why are you wearing this? He said, oh, this is, this is dear to my Rama. So what did he do? He covered his whole body with kumkum. And we sometimes we see deities of Hanumanji covered with his uh, kumkum, this uh, orange-reddish powder. Because this is his mentality. They, they asked him, where is where is your Rama, he tore up and said, this is my Sita and Rama in my heart. So he was 100% beloved servant, Ramadut of the Lord. So if he's pure devotee, why is he chanting? Because this is his, his sustenance, his food. In, in Vaidhi Bhakti, we follow rules and regulations, which in the beginning may seem like poison. Oh, we have to get up early. We have to go to Mangal Arati chant our japa, follow some rules, we read, we worship, we chant, all the things. In the beginning, it may seem very difficult. I mean, it may even seem like poison in the beginning. This is the nature of the mode of goodness. That which is, appears to be poison becomes nectar in the end. And so it is with Vaidhi Bhakti also. That which appears to be difficult and poisonous as we process, it becomes our very food. It becomes our very sustenance. It becomes the substance of our life, chanting the glories of the Lord. So it's not that Hanuman, because he's 100% pure devotee, faultless devotee, eternal associate, Nitya Parikar, eternal associate of Rama. Why is he chanting? Because it is his, his sustenance. Because this chanting of Krishna's name, chanting the glories of the Lord, is sustenance for pure devotee. It's his food. There's a verse, I don't remember the Sanskrit, but it, it's saying that what is the food that that devotees nourish themselves with on the process back to Godhead? 
on the on the uh, journey back to God, that's the holy name of Krishna. That that holy name nourishes us in the beginning, and it nourishes us. It becomes our very sustenance in the end when we develop ruchi and uh, uh, prema for the Lord, which means prema and ruchi for His name, nam ruchi. So Hanuman's addicted to chanting glories of the Lord. Gandharvas also, they're materialistic devotees. Gandharvas are uh, Sakama devotees, they're not like Hanuman. They're also chanting, because they derive so much happiness, chanting the glories of the Lord. So there's many uh, things we should understand, because as Gaudiya Vaishnavas, Gaudiya Vaishnavas are worshippers of Radha Krishna, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but specifically Radha Krishna. So who is Rama? Rama is Krishna. No different. No different whatsoever. What is the difference? Only in Leela. Um, Samhita says, Rama Adimurti Shukala Niyamena Tishtanana Avatarama Karod Bhuvaneshu Kintu Krishna Swayam Samabhavat Paramapumanyo Govindam Adipurusham Tambaham Majami. So there are two things to consider. One is Tattva Vichar and one is Apara Vichar. Uh, the uh, consideration from the point of tattva, from siddhanta, and the point of consideration from apparent consideration. So apparently, Rama and Krishna are different because their leela is very different. Rama is Mariyada Purushottam and Krishna is Prema Purushottam. And if you compare, they can't... One who is a devotee of Rama, and this happens because of their misunderstanding. They want to worship Rama because he's the emblem of dharma, the emblem of religiosity, of, of piety, of adherence to the, to the injunctions that govern the life of a king. So he exemplified all of that. And Krishna is, Krishna is wild. <laughs> he's doing Ratsalila. Oh, we can't follow Krishna, Krishna because of misunderstanding. We'll get to that later. So, Tattva Vichar and Apara Vichar. Understanding from Tattva and understanding from apparent consideration. So, apparently, Rama and Krishna are different. But who are they? Same person. Exactly the same person. Krishna appears millennium after millennium. He appears as the first, the third chapter of Bhagavatam describes that as many waves as there are in the ocean, ceaseless waves, innumerable waves on the ocean, that's how many avatars there are. So when we talk of avatars, typically we speak of dasa avatar. You know, Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, Nishinga, Vamana, uh, Parashuram, Rama, Baladev, uh, hmm, Kalki, and Buddha. Ten avatars, dus avatars. We, we speak of dus avatar, but they're innumerable avatars. So Rama, Lord Ramchandra, is one of the prominent avatars of the Lord. And who doesn't know Ramchandra? He, most famous person. Treta Yuga means millions of years ago, literally. Historically, Lord Rama is historical personality who appeared millions of years ago. And still to this day, people are deriving so much satisfaction and progress in spiritual life and liberation just by hearing Ramayana, just by chanting Ram Nam. And that's, that's interesting, sorry to say, speak of myself, but I feel great debt to Ram Nam 
I went to one concert. There's this person, Baba Ram Das. He took initiation from this rascal, so-called guru, Neem Karoli Baba. But he had a concert. So we thought, let us go. And the concert was, we're st there's maybe 300 people there. And this devotee, Richard Alpert, he's a PhD Harvard professor that became interested in Hinduism. He's sitting on the stage on a cushion with a tanpura, playing tanpura and singing Sri Ram, Jay Ram, Jay Jay Ram. That was the concert. And 300 people, it was a kirtan. 300 people were singing Sri Ram, Jay Ram, Jay Jay Ram. And we sang Sri Ram, Jay Ram, Jay Jay Ram in the concert. And we sang it all the way home. We were so entranced intoxicated by singing this name and how many sins were lifted out of my life that night because the name of Rama came to me. So, and we didn't know. We thought, what is a Sri Ram? Like, what is an apple? What is an orange? What is a Sri Ram? What is a... We didn't know. What is a Jai Ram? What is a Sri Ram? We had no understanding. But the holy name came in the form of Ram Nam. So I have some special feeling for Ram, for Ram Chandra. But... There's Krishna is Prem Purushottam, the same person. But Krishna is the source of all of these avatars. We read in Bhagavatam, also, I think, third canto, Ete Chansa Kalapungsa Krishna Snu Bhagavan Swayam Andrari Vyakulam Lokam Vidyanti Yuga Yuga. Ete Chansa Kala means all these previously mentioned avatars, Das Avatar and more. These are all, Ete means these, Cha. Anksha, Anksha and Kala, my Anksha of me, a fragment of me, or a fragment of a fragment of me. But Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam, Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, from whom all avatars come. He is avatari, he is the source of all avatars. And he is Prema Purushottam. Krishna is showing simply relationship of love to his devotees. Rama in his leela as Mariada, Purushottam is unapproachable. He's the king. He's the Lord. Can you run up to him and embrace him? Can you scold him? Can you chase him with a stick as in Damodar leela? He's unapproachable. But this is his leela as the ideal king, as the monarch, as the ideal husband, as the ideal monarch, as the ideal brother. So he's showing an example in this way. But he's unapproachable. There's no question of Vatsalya. Of course, mother, 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 and some close associates have some feeling for that way, but not, not as we experience with Krishna and Mother Yashoda. This is a whole other realm where Mother Yashoda is chastising him and chasing him with a stick. Uh, this is beautiful Leela that Mother Yashoda, since this is Damodarmas, can remember some details and beautiful details of this Leela that Mother Yashoda out of all of Nanda Baba's nine lakhs of cows she picks seven cows that eat the most fragrant grass and give the most delicious fragrant scented milk and she collects that personally and she puts it on the stove because to make yogurt you have to boil the milk to destroy any bacteria that happened to be in the milk before you inoculate it with uh, lactobacillus uh, uh, that type of bacteria that creates acid and makes yogurt soured and coagulates it's called lactobacillus mixed yogurt so the first step is to boil the milk 
So she just, and then when the milk is boiled, the, the cream and fatty portion of the milk rises to the top. And when you churn that, you get butter. So Mother Yashoda is personally doing every detail of this system to give her personal attention for the uh, utmost satisfaction of her son Krishna. She's so attentive to every detail that she wants to give utmost satisfaction to Krishna. So in Krishna's nursing, he hasn't finished nursing. He hasn't satisfied himself. But Mother Yashoda puts him down to serve Krishna. Because she's so absorbed in her loving service to Krishna, she can even put Krishna aside to serve Krishna. So she goes to take the stove, the milk off the stove, to take it so it doesn't spoil all her effort to collect such priceless quantity of milk that is meant just for the satisfaction of her lala. So Krishna becomes disturbed. And as we know, he breaks it. He breaks the pot. He's feeding yogurt to the monkeys. He's eating butter. In a, he's, he's in a, as Prabhupada writes, in a secluded place with false tears in his eyes. So he's acting like number one brat. So Mother Yashoda becomes disturbed and she scolds Krishna. She calls him crybaby. You agitated, restless boy. You're greedy boy, thief, monkey lover. She's actually glorious. In the, in the name of chastising him. She's actually glorifying him because Krishna loves the monkeys. And he's crying. Why is he crying? Because this is Leela. Mother Yashoda is holding one hand. And with his other hand, he's rubbing his eyes just like a little boy. And Bhagavatam goes on and on glorifying how even Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, no one got the mercy, as much mercy as Mother Yashoda did because Krishna played the part of the little boy that he's absorbed in playing the part of the little boy, that his own Leela Shakti is covering him to the extent that he's enjoying being the little boy. He's not thinking, I'm God. He's thinking, I'm the son. I am the son of Mother Yashoda. And Mother Yashoda is thinking, this is my boy. He's my boy. I have to watch over him. If I don't feed him, he will die. I have to, I have to carefully care for him so he doesn't, fall into Jamuna and drown. He doesn't get in a fight with the monkeys. He has gives up this habit of stealing. What kind of boy will he grow up to be? This is amazing Leela Shakti of the Lord that covers even Krishna and Mother Yashoda. Vasudeva and Devaki understood Krishna as Bhagavan and they bowed down before him and they offered him prayers. But Nanda and Yashoda don't do that. For Nanda and Yashoda, Krishna is just my boy. The gopas uh, tease Krishna. Uh, there's one beautiful leela where they tell Krishna, open your mouth and close your eyes and I'll give you a delicious sweet. So what do they do? Krishna closes his eyes, opens his mouth, and they put a flower in Krishna's mouth. And Krishna's startled. What is this? This isn't a sweet. And they all laugh. They make jokes at Krishna's expense. They wrestle with him. They beat on their chest and they they challenge Krishna. Tomiyami Saman, you and I are equal. Tomikino Bada, you think you're so great, Krishna? You're, you think you're so great? You're, you're equal to us. You're just one of us. You're one of the boys. So they wrestle with him. They challenge Krishna. They eat off his plate. And Krishna eats off their plate. This is the intimacy 
of the Sakya Bhav, Sakya Bhav. This isn't available in Ram Lila. He's Mariyada Purushottama. And Krishna is, why is he doing all this? Out of love. Because the Brajvasis have nothing but unadulterated love for Krishna. Periodically, they get some glimpse that Krishna is Bhagavan. But typically, their, their understanding of Krishna is covered. Sometimes that manifests, sometimes it is covered. Like when Mother Yashoda sees the universe within the mouth of Krishna, she thinks, oh, who is this boy? And her Vatsalya Prem is diminished by seeing the opulence of the Lord. Because the opulence of the Lord makes bhakti, makes prema weak. It weakens the, their loving feeling for Krishna. But sometimes it's manifest when he's lifting Govardhan Hill. Sometimes, who is this boy lifting this whole mountain? And then they go, oh, he's our Gopal. Let us help him. He's, the mountain is shaking. Let us help him. And the coward men raise their sticks to steady the hill, to steady Govardhan Hill, as if Krishna needs their help. He's manifesting Millions of universes are coming from this boy. But he's playing like Giridari. Oh, my, my, the Brajbasis need my help, so let me lift that. And they can't understand. But this is the nature. Sometimes manifest, sometimes not manifest. Our Acharyas gave a nice example. So just like when someone is boiling a pot of milk, they, put, they may put straw on top of the milk to keep it from boiling over. So the straw is within the body of the milk, but when it starts to boil, it comes to the top and then it disappears. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. Now you see it, now you don't. It's boiling. So Krishna's Leela is something like that with the Brajvasi. Sometimes they get a glimpse of Krishna's magnificence as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But again, next moment, it's covered by their Vatsalya Prem, their Madhurya Prem, their Sakya Prem. Because if, if Mother Yashoda thinks this is God, how can she cuddle him? How can she dress him and, and think I have to feed him? How can, I can't, how can she chase him with a stick? How can she chastise him, call him crybaby and restless boy, call him a thief? Krishna, and this is Krishna's happiness, this is Krishna's topmost enjoyment, to be treated with love, because this is the only way that we can enter into the most intimate understanding of Krishna. He says in Bhagavad Gita, Bhaktyata nannaya shakya ahambidam bidorjana gyatum jashtum chetatvina pravishtum cha parantapa. That only by bhakti, by unalloyed bhakti, can I be understood as I am. And bhakti, he's controlled. He's actually controlled by bhakti. We can gyatum, you can know him. Drashtum, you can see him. Prabhishtum cha, you can enter into his, his world. How? By ananya bhakti. No other way. Not by austerity. Krishna is not impressed. Some some yogis will stand on one leg for 30 years, hold their arm in the air for 30 years, go naked, stop eating practically, burn, surround themselves in the blazing fire of summer, blazing heat of summer, surround themselves with fire and do meditation, to do, do tapas. They'll immerse their body in freezing cold water of Ganga during Magh Mas, the, the dead of winter to do austerity. Will they get Krishna? Never. 
Will the yogis get Krishna? Never. Will the karmis forget it? The jnanis, they want to merge with Krishna. They're not interested in Krishna. They want to become Krishna. Only the devotees can get Krishna who engage in devotional service. Teshaam satata yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam didami buddhiyogam tam yenamam upayantite. Upayantite, how do we go back to Krishna? By worshipping him with love, being constantly engaged in his service. Then he says, what is his reciprocation for that bhakti? Didami buddhiyogam tam. I give you the understanding by which you can come to me. And that service has to be offered with love. Bhajatam priti purvakam. He doesn't need our service. Lakshmi sahasasatasam brahmasebhyamanam govindamari purusham tamahamajam. He's being worshipped by lakhs and crores of goddesses of fortune. Does he need our patram pushpafalam, our dupam, deepam, naivedyam, our abhishekam? Does he need that from us? <laughs> not, not at all. We need to serve him. So this is bhakti. And how? Bhajatam priti. Because what does he really want? Does, is he need of flowers, fruit, water? Billions of flowers are there. Billions of fruits are there. Mediterranean Ocean is there. Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean, Caspian Sea, Red Sea, Indian Ocean. Billions of tons of water is of it. Why is he asking for water? What does he really want? Bhajatam priti. Become. He wants our preeti. He wants our prema. He wants our love. And this is the only way by which we can approach Krishna. We can approach Rama in reverential mood, but that reverential mood is a detriment in Krishna Bhakti. Krishna doesn't reveal himself by reverential mood. He says, it's explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya 8, that this is an obstacle. It weakens, it makes Bhakti weak this reverential mood the gopas aren't, don't have reverential mood they're saying I'm, I'm, you think you're so great they're challenged Krishna Said, no you're one of us you're equal you're just one of us and Krishna wants to be one of them he doesn't want to play God with them he wants their love you can't have that intimacy if someone is busy worshipping as, as God Maryada so this is a difference Gopis, gopis, chastise Krishna. This is in Brahma Gita, Radharani's Chitra Jalpa, where she's having this mad, talking like a mad woman with a bumblebee. And he's, she's telling the bumblebee that Krishna is a very unreliable person, duplicitous black person, very crooked, cruel, no mercy, no softness. That your master, your friend Shama, is a dharmika, an irreligious person. And then she says, I'll give you proof. I'll give you proof what an irreligious person he is. And she tells how Krishna, how Rama cut off Suparnika's nose. And he gave, and how he bound up uh, Bamandev. And what, there's another example she gave also. I'm not remembering. But Krishna... Rama is actually blessing Suparnika because in her next life, who does she become? She becomes Kubja. And Krishna blesses her. She makes, straightens her body. She's one of Ravana's people. She's a Rakshasi. But Krishna blessed her. It's a blessing to be disfigured by Rama and to be born as Kubja and to be 
Krishna just put his feet on her toes and pulled her up, boom, <laughs> made her straight and turned into the most beautiful, attractive girl and had relationship with Krishna also. So this is blessing. So Panika was actually blessed by Rama and fulfilled her desire. She wanted to have conjugal relationship with Rama. So Krishna fulfilled, Rama fulfilled her desire. In my next incarnation as Krishna, I will fulfill your desire. And mm, uh, mm, also when Bali Maharaj, he lost everything. His beautiful Leela, Vaman, Vaman Dev and Bali Maharaj. And he was bound up and thrown to Pataloka. But this is most beautiful, more, more beautiful. Sutala Loka is more, like a heavenly planet, more than heaven. And he gave him whole planet there to enjoy. And Vamandev became Chokidar, became the, the gatekeeper, became servant of his devotee. This is the nature of devotee and the Lord. Lord serves his devotee. He became Parthasarati. Krishna is taking care of nine lakhs of Nanda Maharaj's cows. Many, many examples how Krishna has become servant of his devotee. So was Bali Maharaj, uh, was this cursed? No, he got great blessing. So Radharani is just speaking this Chitra Jalpa, and she's, she's cursing Krishna. You black cheater, so chaste, unfaithful, uh, speaking to the uh, bumblebee. That you know that black people like you do nasty, merciful, merciless, duplicitous, cruel things. So she was speaking like this to Krishna, but this is her. This is her a manifestation of her. Un, how can she feel like that? What causes her to feel like that? Her unparalleled, inconceivable Krishna prema. This is a specific manifestation of Srimati Radharani's love of God. So is this, is this available with Rama? Not at all. So we should understand Rama is Krishna, but in different Leela. Krishna Leela means Prema Purushottam. Ram Leela means Maryada Purushottam. But same person. Important thing to understand. So other things I wanted to discuss a little bit about Rama, because there are many people criticize. I mean, we, th we think we have a hard time if someone criticizes us, or they criticize our institution, Iskran. It's the Lord also. They criticize Rama. Why did Rama leave Sita? She was pregnant, and he, they criticized Rama left his pregnant wife. Materialistic per person cannot understand this. This is manifestation of the Lord experiencing the highest ecstasy of Vipralamba Bhav, Vipralamba Leela. Because is it possible that Lakshmi is ever separated from Narayan? Impossible. Impossible. Again, this is understanding something from the point of view of Tattva, Tattva Vichar, and Apara Vichar. Apparent situation, apparent understanding. And understanding in Tattva, in Siddhanta. Siddhanta understanding is that this is Lord's Vipralamba Bhav. He's, ex he's enjoying this. Externally, 
He's running through the forest. Site, site, site. He's crying and running in, uh, completely aggrieved in separation from Sita. This is Lord's highest ecstasy. From Sadgoswami Ashtakam, Srinivas Acharya, he wrote, Hey Radhe Brajadevike Chalilite Hey Nanda Shuno Kuta. Where are you? Are you at the bank of uh, of Jamuna? Are you in Govardhan Hill? Where are you? They're running in madness, in separation. This is devotee's ecstasy also. Radha Kundatate Kalindatanaya Tirena. Where are you? You're in Premon Madhavishtat. Premon Madh is in the madness of love. So devotee experiences that because Lord also experiences. Deepalambhava in separation from Lakshmi. This is internal understanding. Tattva vichar. Externally, Rama left his wife. Why? To show the ex- ideal example of a king who put the welfare of the citizens before his own happiness. This is to the extent to which Rama was willing to sacrifice to show what is the ideal character of a king. And what do we have today? This useless nonsense piece of work, king, so-called King Charles III, who insists on having his shoelaces ironed. And if it's tea time, the spoon has to sit a certain way, the, the handle of the cup has to sit a certain way. He's a spoiled brat with too much money and nothing to do. Is this a king? Is this a kshatriya? Is this someone who has the welfare of the citizens in mind, who will sacrifice everything, give up his kingdom, give up his wife, and go to the forest, give up his everything on the order of his father, or to satisfy the needs of the citizens? This is the king. So Rama showed that example. This is tattva. This is his example to, to the world what is actually a king. And he sacrificed even his relationship with Lakshmi. But can they be separated, actually separated? No. They can never be separated. Lakshmi is never separated from, from Narayan. And who is Sita? Is Sita just some village girl, some, some princess? There's a nice story of that Sita was playing with her ball and it bounced up into a tree. <laughs> she couldn't reach the ball, so she just walked over and picked up Shiva's bow. That 800 powerful Kshatriyas couldn't budge. But she just picked it up with one hand and knocked the ball free. And people, the, her attendants watching this, couldn't believe their eyes. And when they informed Janak Maharaj that your daughter Sita is not an ordinary person, she picked up, she picked up Shiva's bow just to dislodge her play ball from the branches of a tree. So Janak thought, I have to find a husband for her that can string this bow. So this is Sita's bow. Shristi, Siti, Pralaya, Sadhana, Shakti, Reka, Chayiva, Yasivabhanati, Bibarti, Durga. Durga, Sita, their supreme, the Lord's Shakti, his own Ladini Shakti. They're on their, ultimately, they're all expansions of Shimati Radharani. The whole universe is being maintained by an expansion of the Lord. And Sita is directly Lakshmi. She has immense power. Is it possible for her to be kidnapped 
by one demon, an insignificant demon named Ravana? Impossible. This is Leela. Because without Ravana, without Sita being kidnapped, where is, the, where is the Ramayana? There's no Ramayana without the demon. There's no story without the demon. So Ravana has to be there. Sita has to be kidnapped. And, Ram, and Rama is enjoying the whole thing. Although apparently he's in great anxiety. Internally, he's experiencing unlimited happiness and separation from Sita. So Sita can kill with her lifting an eyebrow. She can kill millions of Ravanas. But to play the part of the wife, the kidnapped wife of, this, of her husband, Rama, she plays the part for Leela to enjoy. So this is Tata Vichara and Apara Vichara. Understanding, apparent understanding and internal Tattva Siddhantic understanding. Similarly, people criticize Rama. Why did he kill Vali? that Vali was the brother of uh, Sugriva, and Rama wanted to make friends with the monkey army. Again, Leela. Rama doesn't need a, a monkey army to, to destroy Ramana. Sita could take care of Ramana. Rama doesn't have, even have to go. And Rama, Rama doesn't need a monkey army, but to engage them, to have relationship, to have Leela with the Vanaras, with Hanuman and Sugriva, and all the monkey soldiers. So it was required that in, in, uh, to maintain relation, to establish relationship with Sugriva. And Sugriva's wife uh, was kidnapped by Vali. I'm forgetting him. Ruma. Sugriva's wife, because younger brother should be regarded as one's own son. And the younger brother's wife is like one's own daughter-in-law. So Vali was guilty of a great sin, and he deserved to be punished. Sugriva was, was sinless. But this rascal Vali had kidnapped his wife. And the scriptures prescribe death as punishment for one who has illicit relationship with his wife, uh, excuse me, with his own daughter or wife of his younger brother, who should be treated just like his own daughter. So Rama's punishing him was just. But people criticize that Rama didn't approach Vali face to face. Rather, he hid behind the tree. And he killed Vali just like a hunter. There's also a reason for that. Because Vali had received a boon that no one could kill him in a face-to-face -face fight. So Greva fought with him over and over again. He can never vanquish Vali. This is how he took Sugriva's kingdom and took his wife because no one could kill him. No one could, could conquer him in a face-to-face fight. So Rama kept himself hidden behind a tree and killed him with his arrow. So people have this nature. They want to criticize Rama in so many in so many ways. But, but this wasn't a violation of Kshatriya Dharma. This is an exhibition of Lord's uh, affection for his devotee. But Sugriva had this big problem. He had to solve this problem before they go and attack Lanka. So Rama was willing to sacrifice his Kshatriya Dharma to 
in the interest of his devotee. We see this also in Bhagavad Gita, in Mahabharata, where mm, Krishna was on the chariot with Arjuna and Krishna was always, he said, Kontaya Pratijanihi Nami Bhakti Pranashati. So he knew that Arjuna's elder brother, eldest brother, not Yudhishthir, because actually the elder brother was Karna. And Karna was more powerful. He was a more powerful fighter than Arjuna. And Krishna knew that if Karna is not killed, the life of my beloved friend, Arjuna, is at stake. So on the battlefield, when Karna's uh, chariot became stuck in the mud, he's off his chariot trying to dislodge the chariot wheel from the mud. Krishna told Arjuna, kill him. Kill him now. Arjuna hesitated. This is against the principles of Dharma. How can you tell me? But Krishna said, forget Dharma, kill him. Why? Out of Lord's affection for his devotee. Same thing with Bhishma. Krishna promised, he promised Duryodhana that you can choose my army or you can choose me, and if, but if you choose me, I'll not fight. My vow, my vow is a shatra, which is never to be violated. My vow is a kshatriya, who, who take their vow, take their word, their word of honor as their life and soul. My vow is that I will not fight. You can take me on your side, but my vow is that I won't fight. So Duryodhana chose Krishna's army, and Arjuna chose Krishna. But he still, my vow is I'll not fight. But when he saw Bhishma attacking Arjuna, because Bhishma was criticized, you're not fighting full capacity. So Bhishma made a vow that either Arjuna will be killed by my hand, or Krishna will break his vow. So Bhishma attacked Arjuna so ferociously with a broken wheel, that Krishna had to defend Arjuna. He attacked him so uh, uh, viciously. So Krishna is worshipped in this way. Mm. Govinda, Govinda. What's that? Govinda, Govinda, Ratangapane. Govinda, Govinda, Namo, Namaste. So we worship this feature of the Lord, protecting Arjuna from Bhishma. Why? Because of his love for Arjuna. Never mind, I have to break my promise, which is everything for a Kshatriya. He cast it aside to protect his devotee. So same way, Rama is casting aside his, his, his uh, duty as a Kshatriya to fight face-to-face -face with the enemy. And he killed Vali just like a hunter. So, People criticize Rama for killing Vali, but this is the correct understanding. So sometimes they criticize Krishna also. They say Krishna is immoral, that he danced with other people's wives. That's very a dharmic thing to do. And if a man danced with, with other people's wives, certainly, completely a dharmic, immoral. But Krishna's dancing with the gopis is the highest expression of prema. And who are those gopis? They say, let them understand who is Krishna. Just like, for example, people say, how can a seven-year-old boy lift a mountain? 
understand who is that seven-year-old boy and you understand how is it possible that seven-year-old boy is making millions and trillions of mountains if he can make them can he not lift them so in the same way before you want to criticize Krishna dancing with gopis understand who is Krishna that ananda chinmaya rasa pratibhavita bhistabhirya eja nija rupataya kalabhi that Nija Rupataya Kalabi means the gopis are his own expansions of his own Vladini Shakti. They're not some other people's wives. They're his wife. Eternally they're his. And when he does Ras, they say, oh, was it like maybe like 50 girls or 100 girls? How many how many gopis were there? Shatakoti Gopi. Shatakopi. Millions of gopis were there dancing with Krishna for a night of Brahma. This is Ras Lila. So understand from Tattva. If we don't understand from Tata, we get the wrong understanding of who is Krishna. We get the wrong understanding of Rama's activities. We under, under wrong understanding of Krishna's activities. Understand everything from Tata, then Leela becomes tasteful. Becomes so tasteful when we understand it from Leela. So this is a very nice verse. Ra, uh, Hanuman is glorifying Rama. The Gandharvas are glorifying Rama. And this is described here as extreme paramakalyanam, most auspicious. Most auspicious thing is to glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam. This is our whole uh, foundation in spiritual life. It's to glorify the Lord, to chant His name. This is a process of self-realization in Kali Yuga. Kriteya jayato nish vishnum tretayam yajakomakai Dvapare parichayam kalo dadhari kirtana. That in Treta Yuga, they had a different process. They, they meditated. In Satya Yuga, or in Satya Yuga, they meditated. Treta Yuga, they did Yajna. Kali Yuga, uh, Dvapara Yuga, they did temple worship, Archan Seva. And Kali Yuga, kalo dadhari kirtana, glorifying the Lord, chanting Jagai Sankirtana Payar, Yajanti. Yajanti means, how do we worship the Lord? Yajanti, Nam Sankirtan, glorifying Krishna. This is the process. So this, what are the Gandharvas doing? They're chanting the glories of Lord Ramchandra. What is Hanuman doing? Chanting the glories of Ramchandra. So whether you're a Gandharva, Gandharva type, type person, Sakama devotee, or you're a Hanuman person, completely sold out to Rama, what is the process? To glorify the devotees. To glorify, to glorify the devotees and especially glorify the Lord. Because this is the process of self-realization in this age. So in this, uh, these two verses, we talked about two important things to understand about Lord's pastimes and tattva and tattva-vichar and his pastimes and aparavichar, apparent consideration, tattvichar and shastric understanding, truth, understanding, what is actually internal understanding, and aparavichar, apparent consideration. Because if we don't get apparent, if we don't get tattvichar, we misunderstand Lord's pastimes. And we'll, and we'll think, how can he act like that? How is it possible? This is the atheistic mentality. Hmm. Atheistic mentality it wants to deride the Lord when he comes to this material world. So let me read the verses again for us to remember them here. 
Just a moment. Shukadev Goswami said, My dear king and Kim Purusha Varsha, the great Hanuman, the great devotee Hanuman is always engaged with the inhabitants of that land in devotional service to Lord Ramchandra, the elder brother of Lakshman and dear husband of Sita. A host of Gandharvas is always engaged in chanting the glories of Lord Ramachandra. That chanting is always extremely auspicious. Along with Arishtasena, the chief person in Kimpurusha Varsha, Hanumanji constantly hears those glories with complete attention. Hanuman chants the following, following mantras. So in the next verses, we're going to read beautiful prayers by which Hanuman glorifies the Lord. Thank you very much for your kind attention. Does anyone have any comment or question? Krishna Prabhu, please go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was uh, here in such a nice class, and uh, this uh, typical situation that happens with uh, uh, the people who haven't had a tactic understanding of the Leela. It's very, very apparent and nicely portrayed and brought out uh, in front of us uh, to remind us that we should not be uh, uh, without understanding the first nine, nine cantos, we should not be going into the tenth canto as Prabhupada again and again emphasized. And uh, and that's, that's when we'll get into the trap of Avajananti Maam Muda. So uh, mm. and just want to remind myself of, of that and also. Uh, that, 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 those kind of traps we should be avoiding uh, if we are following uh, in the proper uh, in the proper way. There is a, uh, I, I, I come across that like it is very common uh, uh, these kind of arguments uh, about Lord Ram uh, and uh, and Krishna also. Uh, of course, Lord Ram is Maryada Purushottam. So. He is uh, supposed to fo uh, follow the rules, and Krishna is above the rules. So, but then, <laughs> even then, uh, people uh, use that uh, this uh, not ajananti, the avajananti. Rather, as well, one day we were discussing that, the other day you came uh, last day you came uh, for this class for uh, saying about uh, the the mayavadis and the uh, rovadis. So the mayavadis, uh, they they they. Uh, 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 they, uh, they go beyond their uh, uh, realm, um, they're beyond the jurisdiction of uh, Brahman realization to uh, comment on Krishna with a, with a, without knowing uh, who, who Krishna is. Uh, so rather than Ajanand, uh, if they don't know, then let them not speak. But they Ajanand, they, they misinterpret. So and that is uh, the trap uh, that we should also. Uh, ourselves remind ourselves and also uh, um, uh, uh, present uh, this tactic uh, understanding every time we come across uh, such people. Uh, and this is why, if we if we study the way in which Srila Prabhupada presented Krishna Bhakti, Param Bhavam Ajananto, because they don't know the glories of the Lord, he wouldn't he would rarely touch confidential topics. Even Dhammadar Leela, Prabhupada said this isn't for the public. That if we present this to a public, that we say that God 
has become a bad boy. He stole, he stole butter, and his mother is chasing him with a stick to beat him, and she tied him up. What will the public think? You guys are crazy. But for a devotee who understands the glories of the Lord, this is the most relishable thing. That Mother Yashoda got more mercy than Lord Shiva, more mercy than Lord Brahma. This is also explained in, in this preceding, the, that last end of that chapter in, in Bhagavatam that describes Damodar Leela. How much mercy that Krishna subordinated himself to his mother and participated in this Leela crying rubbing his eyes, this, rubbing his eyes and shaking, his pearl necklace is shaking, his tears are streaming down his face, his kajal is going. This whole, Kunti Maharaj says, this, she says, this bewilders me because she understands that Krishna is God. She understands that here is the Supreme Personality God. Namashe Purusham Tadyam Ishwaram Prakriti Param Alaksham Sabhabhutanam Antarbahira Abhastitam. says, I understand that Krishna is God. He's within and without everything, but people don't know him. So to try and explain Krishna to people who have no piety to understand, who have no Shastric uh, reasoning, Shastra Yukti, to understand Krishna, we don't just don't speak it. And and yeah. and make a, a laughing stock out of Krishna consciousness, out of Krishna bhakti. We Prabhupada presented Bhagavad Gita. He presented the first cantos of Bhagavatam, not tenth canto of Bhagavatam. Intimate pastimes. This is Damodar Leela's intimate pastimes. Uh, Mother Yashoda's intimate vatsalya bhav for Krishna, and Krishna's pr- participating, reciprocating with this. Impossible for non devotee to understand. So, but most relishable thing for devotees most charming thing that that Krishna is relishing being chastised by Mother Yashoda more than people chanting the Vedas and glorifying him as, as Parameshwar Mahishwar Bhagwan he falls asleep it's in, Bhagavad, in Bhagavatam is described Krishna, they're glorifying the Lord like then Krishna is falling asleep in Mother Yashoda's arms he's not he's not attracted by this he's not conquered by this He's bhakti badam. He's bound up with Mother Yashoda's love. Not with ropes, but Mother Yashoda's prema bhakti. Or vatsalya bhav. So these, these things we should be careful how we present them to society. Very, very carefully. Thank you for a nice comment, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Dhanat Sanam, Jai Sri yeah, yeah. Very nicely, first time I heard the, all the refutation in the <clears throat> criticism of Lord Ram. Like we had heard so many past times, but this is the first time I heard all the tattva behind the why Lord acted in different different scenarios like separation of Sita Mata, killing of Bali, and so on. That's wonderfully you mentioned, Prabhu. Thank you so much. Yeah, people, this is a common thing. People like... You know, atheistic people who have no appreciation for their own culture, even especially Indians, because they hear, they know this Leela, and it's just most distasteful thing that Bharatiya people criticizing Rama who walked in Bharat, criticizing Krishna who walked in Bharat, this most distasteful thing. We have an answer for them if they have the ears to hear it. Correct, correct. So we should we should be educated and be ready to challenge their misconception. 
that who were, first of all, who were you to criticize Rama? <laughs> right, you're right. croaking frog. Just tell you, you're croaking frog, and the snake of time is devouring you any minute, and you want to criticize Rama? <laughs> All these are explanations of Srila Prabhupada or some other Acharya Mahaprabhuji? The Tattva Siddhartha? I think these are I mostly, pretty much all I know is what I heard from Prabhupada. Prabhupada. I see, I see. Wonderful. Very nice. I had to come while you were explaining uh, uh, Patram Pushpam, like, uh, so what is the difference in love love in offering patram pushpam phalam toyam and the love in the dealings of gopis and uh, gopas this is yeah same it's just the principle is the same krishna said he won't accept, he's he's showing in this verse what he will accept what is he interested in he's interested in love but who is the highest what, who are the devotees who have the highest expression of that love is gopis because Madhurya Baba contains Vatsaya Baba, but contains Vatsaya Baba, Sakya Baba, Dasya Baba. The highest Leela contains the lower Leelas within it. So Madhurya Baba contains Vatsaya Baba, Sakya Baba, Shanta Baba. And Vatsaya Baba contains Sakya and, and like this. There's a progression. So Madhurya Leela of the Gopis is the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, strict sannyasi. Ramyaka Churupasana Brajabhutu Bargaina Yakalpita. He said the gopis are the highest show the highest expression of love of God. So they're offering we may we may offer some sweet to Krishna. And the gopis are also offering sweets. This is the whole Nikunja Seva where they're offering beautiful drinks and tasty food and sweets and fragrances and agarbati and flowers, making inconceivable arrangement for the satisfaction of Radha Krishna. How are they doing it? With their particular intense Madhurya Bhav, feeling of love. So their love is different than the love of Mother Yashoda. It's different from Sakya Bhav, it's different from there's also Prema Bhakti and Dasya Bhav, Prahlad Maharaj and Dasya Bhav, but, but Prema Bhakti. So love is qualified by the intensity of their love. And there's no higher intensity manifest in any devotee higher than that of the gopis. So when they're offering something, it's not the same as Mother Yashoda's offering. Mother Yashoda is, I mean, it's a whole, I don't know how deep you want to go into this topic. But Mother Yashoda's feeling for Krishna means to see a mother of this world we have some mothers in a reading group. We get together and we read. So one of these mothers has two young babies. And if the baby steps out of the room, the mother's always looking, where is my child? Where is my child? Is my child safe? Is my child happy? Is my child crying? Is my child well-fed? They're completely absorbed in their son or daughter, as they should be. Multiply that millions of times, billions of times, and we get a glimpse of the understanding, get a grain of a glimpse of an understanding of what is Mother Yashoda's Vatsalya Bhav. She is mm, Ragatmika devotee, eternal associate Nitya Parikar of the Lord, who appears wherever the Lord goes to show this Leela. 
Because whenever Krishna goes, his whole entourage comes, Mother Yashoda comes, Nanda Maharaj, Subal, Saka, Madhu Mangal, Lalita, Vishaka, Chitra, Tungabhadra, Rohini. Everyone comes to participate in this Leela. And they all have their own individual feeling of love for Krishna. We're not Maya bodies, it's all the same. Everyone has their, even our own relationship with Krishna is eternal and unique and will manifest in due course of time by the process of sadhana bhakti. Srila Gorkishwar Das Babaji Maharaj says that our nitya siddha, our, our eternal position, our eternal relationship with the Lord is manifest in the syllables of the holy name. In the syllables of the holy name we'll understand everything. So all different kinds of love, all different kinds of relationships, because all these the five main categories are subdivided also. There's there's devotees that are in Radharani's group, that are Swapaksha, that are her own, that Parama Preshta, most beloved, the Ashtasakis, that that are that are neutral, that are Vipaksha, that are against Radharani, Chandravali's group. All the, and they're all in Madhurya Lila, but they're all different types of love manifest. It's, it's not so cut and dried. Because there's millions of unlimited devotees who are having relationship and Krishna is the center of it all. We should try and get some glimpse of what it means when we talk about God. It's not just, you know, there's a few girls and there's a few boys, but or there's a few cows. When Krishna goes cow herding, there's nine lakhs of cows that go with him. When Krishna does ras, shatakoti gopi, Hundred million gopis are going and doing ras with Krishna for one day of Brahma. Try and grasp what it what what it means when we talk about God. So what we're doing every day gives us access to that. And if we can get a glimpse of that, that gets, becomes very exciting. Our 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 days of drudgery and sadhana are over. If we get a glimpse of that. We become excited that I get to participate in that. Yes, this is our future. This is our future. We, we're not just we're not just talking about Leela. We enter into Leela by the process of our sadhana, by the perfection of our sadhana, by Guru Kripa, by mercy of the Lord, by our, our activity, and by our by mercy, by Guru Kripa, and by our work. And this is also in Dhamma Leela. Mother Yashoda collected hundreds of feet of, of rope and it was always two, two inches too short. Why two? Our Acharyas explain in commentaries. Sanatana Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti Goswami. They explain that those two fingers indicate our endeavor and the other finger is mercy. It's not just by our endeavor that I'm working hard, I'm trying to be a good devil. We need mercy. We're beggars for mercy. We require mercy, kripa. And we can't. We have to endeavor also. Not, oh, okay, then mercy will come when mercy will come. You know, whenever Krishna wants to bless me, I'll kick back, you know, whatever. I'll go sometimes. I'll follow a couple rules. I'll chant sometimes. Maybe I'll go to Sunday feast. Maybe I won't. We have to endeavor with all seriousness. Dredavrata, with determination. But the result comes by mercy. Both things, those are the two fingers, side by side. Then we can tie up Krishna. If we don't have both of those things, Krishna can never be tied. And this is one of the lessons that we learn 
that Krishna, Mother Yashoda couldn't tie Krishna with the rope. No matter, she gathered all the rope and all the other gopikas are standing around laughing. Like, what is this? How can he tie Krishna? He has no beginning, middle, or end. He has no up, no down, no back, no front. How can you tie Krishna? You cannot tie Krishna unless he agrees to be tied. And that requires kripa and it requires parishama, our hard labor. And when Krishna saw Mother Yashoda is laboring so hard, she's perspiring. The flowers are falling out of her hair. Her hair is coming undone. She's struggling, trying to, to bind me. Okay, Kripa, you can tie me up now. <laughs> Both things have to be there. Parishama, our hard labor, and Kripa, Guru Kripa. We get Krishna Kripa by Guru Kripa. So they're connected. So these things both have to be there if we expect to tie up Krishna. So all these leelas have very deep meaning also as explained by our acharyas. Wonderful. Very nice. Well, thank you so much.